Welcome to She's a 10 times 5. Yep, you got it. That equals the big 5-0. Three mamas, three wives, three entrepreneurs who happen to be friends learning the ropes of being 50. Listen along as we try to figure out our what's next as we venture into this new age of reinvention. Through relatable topics and experienced guests, we invite you to be a part of aha moments of learning, inspiration, and of course, lots of fun. We're excited to do what girlfriends do best, chat from the heart. Hey, I'm Lori. I'm Shannon. And I'm Lisa. Let's do this. Hi, everybody. Welcome to She's a 10 times five. Today, we are talking about reinvention and what that looks like today versus it did last year. And also what it looks like with this age bracket that we find ourselves in, or at least (laughs) I'll speak for myself, where I find myself moving into, yeah, empty nesters and what do I do with myself now and all those questions. But I think that 2020 really made us think a lot about how we do things day to day. And now we're in 2021 and we're forced to reinvent in some new ways. So looking at things like that. So today we have our very first guest and Lori, do you want to tell us about that? We are so lucky to have someone that I've known for a little bit and Lisa's known and you've just met today, Blaze, Kelly Imberg. And most of you will know that name especially if you're in our age group. She is a former supermodel. I've always wanted that moniker next to my name. So that's why I know. (laughs) Former supermodel, cover girl, uh, UCLA alum, interior designer. You name it, this woman has done it. And now what she's, and oh, by the way, she's done her own podcast. So even before we started recording today, she's been Showing us the ropes of stuff, of stuff, yeah. and <laughs> and now most recently she's and she's been doing for a while uh, model gardener, and she's going to tell us all about it. And I do have to share this story with you, and okay. I hope you don't remember it. Okay, because I, I don't it, have that good of a memory. Just so you know, I hope you can say something about even twenty twenty. No, I'm just <laughs> so, I do. so. We had just moved in, and you guys had just moved in uh-huh. down the road, uh-huh. and we were at a party. I think it was May's party. Uh-huh. And oh, I think I know this one. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, I think May told it to me. Well, because it, I normally I'm Jerry Maguire. I walk in a room and I'm really comfortable and I kind of can work it and it's just my thing. And so you you and Mike, your husband, were talking to my husband, Masood. And I walked over and then I kind of got fangirl. And my tongue got all big in my mouth because there she was. No, I didn't hear the story. There she was. And so you guys were redoing your driveway and I couldn't think of anything to say. So I looked at you and I go, wow, I really like what you're doing with your driveway. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that. And my husband looked at me like, what is wrong with you? And both you and Mike were so very gracious about it because I think I got to look like, I can't believe I just said that. So anyways, <laughs> that's how you first met me. Oh, I don't remember that. And I just, you know, I don't know what we were doing to the driveway either. <laughs> so my memory's gone. It's but, gone. Um, it's, I thought it was a different story Mae told us. Oh, okay. It had nothing to do with me now that I think about it. She was okay. just telling me how they had parties. Oh, my they had been had some crazy parties. Oh, yeah, with a lot parties. of young girls. Sorry about that, Mike. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> enough about him. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> what we thought it would be great is if we kick this off with you are definitely someone that has reinvented themselves over the years, and so we thought 
perfect. Let's Kelly, let Kelly take the lead and tell us all about herself well, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Like where you, exactly where you got started and how that's led to all the different reinventions. Well, you have to reinvent yourself if you become a model. And first of all, I didn't want to be a model. Just it's a little ding, ding. Hello, who's there? <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so once the modeling was done, I had to figure out what else I wanted to do. And my girlfriend who unfortunately passed, she had cancer and passed, but we went to school, we went to interior design school. She called me and she said, keep doing that. Uh, would you like to go to UCLA and go to school for interior design? I said, Oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. So I did that. So I reinvented myself there. Age 30. I went to school because I never got to go to college because I was a, a, a model. I started in 1978 uh, eight, and continued that until 90 pretty much. And so then I, I went back to school and I really like wanted to get straight A's because I really could care less about straight A's in high school. Right. <laughs> And, it, and I paid for it myself too. That's another thing. You start paying for your own stuff, you get straight A's. But so I did that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then I worked with Michael Smith, which was a great designer and I, for about a year. And then I, so I, I did that. And, and it, I think, um, starting off as a model and being around a lot of very talented people, incredible photographers, hair and makeup, art directors, and, uh, you know, people that, got all the clothes together, you, you learned that anything's pretty much possible. I mean, you can take just me, who's not that, I don't think I'm that cute, throw a lot of great makeup on, on, do an incredible hair, have a great photographer and you look amazing. You know, you get a cover of a magazine. You're like, wow, that can happen. Anything can happen. (laughs) So I think, I think that, uh, you know, my attitude about life was kind of like, yeah, I can do it. And, or at least I'll try. And that happened with me with interior design and I ended up doing some great jobs for a lot of famous people. Um, Rod Stewart as well, even though he was my ex, he asked me to help him with his house too. So um, that, I mean, that's fair to say then you guys are pretty still good friends. And Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 He and, and Penny, his wife, mm-hmm. it was for the nursery and mm-hmm. here I am doing their nursery at first. And then I did the whole guest house and then I did the gates to his house and on and on and on. And he realized I was going to be less expensive than the other. <laughs> so you're like, oh, okay. so you have to understand he's Scottish. So, you know, they like to save their yeah. money. Yeah. But, anyway. <laughs> but um, so that was kind of crazy. I was doing that. Um, Juliana Margulies, you know, I, I worked for her too. Oh, wow. She's so talented. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Patricia Arquette. And then Molly Madden was my first. Um, she's a, a manager of a lot of famous people that, you know, actors and stuff. But anyway, so I kind of got into that. And then I met my husband. So I reinvented from modeling to that. And then I met my husband and we moved. I moved from L.A. to San Diego and we bought a house and I redid the house because I'm a tour designer. Then we went outside and we needed to work on that. And long story short, my husband bought me a greenhouse because I was reblooming orchids and he wanted, he's OCD. He wanted them out of the house. So he go, I, and I wanted them in like the laundry room window. Like it's in the laundry room. Well, Who cares? Yeah, right. I remember okay. when he wanted the parrots out of the house. Oh yeah. And the parrots out of the house. Because you had the parrots in the garage, right? <laughs> well, we have the same thing set up. Oh, do outside you? <laughs> garage at night. But, um, so anyway, so we get this greenhouse and all the orchids died. So then I'm like, now I have this stupid greenhouse. What am I going to do with it? I thought, I guess I have to grow vegetables. <laughs> and I had this like really kind of unruly kind of slopey area next to this greenhouse. So I completely 
redid it. I excavated it and and put terrace terraces. So terrace, it was like terrace yeah. with broken concrete. And that was my first garden. And then when I started gardening, I just thought, wow, everyone should know about gardening because for me, it changed my life. It made me realize, first of all, it's very important what goes into what you eat. Right. It made me want to eat healthy. It made me want to be kinder to, you know, the world, to the earth, to the environment and back all these local farmers and on and on and on. So from there, I'm kind of speeding everything up. I thought, okay, now I'm growing. I, what can I do? And I actually really wanted to have a show on TV. And I am actually pretty shy. I know most people don't think that, but I am kind of a shy person. I understand. But that. I thought, I'm going to do this for the world. You know? <laughs> what seed can change your life, you know? <laughs> and, and so I literally, okay, again, going back to reinventing yourself, I thought, well, how do I do this? I want the show. And I'm living in San Diego. Everything happens in New York or LA. Well, how am I going to do this? So I Googled you need a showrunner to do, to, to have a show. So I Googled showrunner. Well, Kelly, what kind of show were you talking about? Like, oh, like a food made simple. Like uh, on TV? On TV. Okay. Initially okay. it wanted to be on TV. Even okay. though I was like, why am I doing this? And I thought, because I have to, I have to help the world. <laughs> the world and this is my <laughs> next. But sometimes you get that in you. Yeah. I can do it. Exactly. And I used to wake up and like in the morning go, I, I have to do something. I don't know. It's just, I had this energy of, reinventing myself so yeah. I guess so, reinventing everybody I know exactly <laughs> and you know but anyway so I found the showrunner of a Martha Stewart show okay I because I googled it I friggin call the guy I can't remember his name right now don't you love Google <laughs> and he's yeah. like he's like he's like I go I have got one foot on show. a banana peel one in I know. <laughs> Martha Stewart right yeah and I and I and I said I'm, I wanted to do the show and he goes I think it's a great idea so we tried to sell the show Simply living kind of deal. And no, none of the networks, this was probably about, I don't know, 12 years ago. Okay. At least start, yeah, 12 or 10, 10 to 12 years ago. And no one, you could not see a commercial that said organic, seasonal, anything. That was like cuss words. Right. All the advertisers were like, you know, Frito-Lay, you know, it was like junk food and they didn't, uh, McDonald's and no one was doing, you know, GMO free, none of that. And I wanted to do all of that. So I was really like before my time. Yeah, I was yeah. really ahead of the time. Yeah, you were really ahead of the time. Anyway, same kind. But um, so anyway, we we shopped it and they I, we got really close, but they're like, no, you know, it's our advertisers and, we, you know, we can't say those words. You can't say season. You can't. And I was like, well, why am I doing this? I don't want it to look like do another show that doesn't wow, make sense. That's amazing right. to me. I mean, that, that was yeah. just such a forbidden it thing. It was so I mean, forbidden. Our, and our society had not gotten there yet. I mean, that's it's cra- I'm always kind of yeah. ahead of my time, even before. And, and when it comes to stuff, ideas, I, when I did interior design, when I first started, I wanted to do an interior design show. There were mm-hmm. none at the time. And I, and I and talked others. to it. Gosh, so many. Campus. And I talked to this one guy who wanted me do, to do a more of a beauty kind of health thing. And I go, mm-hmm. I know, because I was in school and I was all obsessed with that at the time. <laughs> and he's like, well, no, we don't want to do a, a design show. Uh, you know, I said, I had a great, I mean, I would write a whole treatment and they just didn't want to do it then. But look at it now. Same thing mm-hmm. with right, right now. It's okay to say organic. It's okay to say seasonal. It's actually the thing to do right now farm to table baby farm to table all that stuff so Mm -hmm. it exploded but um so cut to when I couldn't do that um years later because I tried to do that for a couple years um someone came up to me and said would you like to do a radio show for like iHeartRadio like a podcast right right and I'm like well I've never been able to do that because he knew I couldn't do the other thing and I said 
I'll try. And so there I had the show. So you asked me about the show. That's so I reinvented myself and I just did it. You know, I had, it was once a week. I learned how to, to take two shows at a time. So I wouldn't be just taking nonstop. Um, but it was a lot of work, but it was amazing. I, I met the most amazing people. It was called Food Made Simple, simply growing, cooking, and simply understanding your food. And I've had like a food miracle segment at the very end of the, uh, each show, well, not each show, but most shows uh, about someone that had like a, a hyperthyroidism or cancer or diabetes and how they changed their life through their food. And so that was really oh, pretty powerful. But, that is powerful. Yeah. And so that's, so anyway, and I, I, I got to stop talking. I mean, no, no, no. That's okay. <laughs> no. Because I mean, I would still think that that's a viable uh, topic or podcast to be had, if you will. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, maybe there's just a ton of them out in the market now, but I would think that that's something you could still do. And, well, be, and so many people given this year have taken up gardening. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. a lot of yeah, a lot of people are doing more health more things, healthier things. You know, all this is usually for free, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but it's from because of the love of it. I yeah. mean, I do it because of the love, and I want to help people. I read um, in one of your previous interviews um, about Cole, mm-hmm. your son. Yeah, okay. and he had ADD, ADD which yeah. we have within I our house I too. too. I have it too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get I get frustrated with my kids, and then I. I realize, oh well, apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? Exactly. Um, but you changed his whole diet collectively yeah. with you too, and that was all during the time I had that show, and I had so much. No, I had like naturopaths on my show. I had all kinds of different uh, holistic medicine doctors, um, Chinese, and all kinds, you know. And um, and I did go. There's this this um, one guy, a naturopath, who was a, his name was Doctor Getoff, which is kind of funny. But <laughs> he's, in, he's in San Diego, and it's a, he's and he didn't so change his name. I know. I mean, it's just a little no bit of a chuckle. It. I, I had him on my show five times too. Oh, wow. I mean, because he's so knowledgeable. Wait, can you spell that for me? Is it like Doctor Getoff? Like it just pronounced it's not that way. Spelled okay. Exactly like Getoff. Like, and you never giggled when you introduced him, or. Probably. I don't remember. <laughs> I can't remember the minute. Mike, I'll be home late. I'll be home late to dinner tonight. I've got Mr. Getoff coming over. I'll tell you one thing. My husband laughed a lot, but he's really amazing. And he knows so much about so many things. So anyway, I learned a lot about him. Why did they even bring him up? It was something. Oh, the uh, ADD. Yeah. So he helped me with my son. And I don't know where Cole gets the yeah, ADD. I got, I got so sidetracked with Getoff. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but I really, I used to bring his lunches. I mean, he was in elementary at the time. So think about it. He's now uh, 19. So, right. So he was more like fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth grade when I was bringing his lunches and all the kids would like, I'd have purple carrots. You know, these kids had never seen a purple mm-hmm. carrot. I'd, I'd have interesting things to make it fun. And I'd do wraps and like um, a green radicchio that I grew, you know, I had been growing all this stuff. So I had the most amazing vegetables. And all his friends, you know, the parents would call me and go, Kelly, what are you doing? What are you doing with the lunch thing? Okay, you're really making me look bad. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, my son said you had some sort of purple and red carrot thing going on and then some sort of red. I'm like, it was so cute. They all were loving it. So kids will like healthy things, you know, fresh things. We always think that they only want peanut butter and jelly, but or something chips. And they do like that too. <laughs> 
do do you have like tips for like parents who have really picky eaters or because I there's such a connection between ADD and your diet Uh, and all the processed food like what are some tips that you have for well and in the beginning okay so first of all the tip he gave me and I'll give to you if you're going to do something like that and really do it for any kid that has problems the entire family has to do it you can't just say hey Johnny you're on this diet and the rest of us are going to eat all the stuff that you're dying to eat so he said, you have to get rid of everything. And in the beginning, you have to take out all sugar. When I was working with Dr. Ghetto, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I had to get up, get rid of all the sugar, the, the milk, all the dairy, not just milk, dairy, uh, then all the gluten-free. <laughs> they were getting a kick out I of know. This. They, they can't um, get over his name. <laughs> but anyway, and we did that. And I, to- I was right after Thanksgiving. And I said to my husband, who loves to cook, and he's a, such a foodie, I told him, we're doing this for like about a month. I told the whole family. So this is the tip. And so then the day happened and I got boxes out and I just started putting stuff in. And then I put, picked up the balsamic vinegar <laughs> and he goes, not the balsamic <laughs> vinegar. <laughs> and that went right in the box. And anyways, cause that has, it's not that sugary, but he, this guy was strict. Yeah. And, yeah. Had, and then you slowly introduce. Yeah. You eliminate completely. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then slowly introduce back yeah. in. Cause ADD can also be caused by others, but Typically, it is the gluten. It's just, it's not, it's just a, a sensitivity to gluten. It, you're not I say it's it. genius. It's genius? Yeah, that's my excuse. Genius. <laughs> oh, ADD is because you're genius. Yes. Yeah. And it is genius. They were hyper-focused, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah. Yes. And I saw a huge difference. But then what happens is your kids grow up and then they're like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, okay, what can I do anymore? You know, right. So, but they do know that I think they'll come back around. And I think that that happens a lot. Like, you know, as, as you're raising your kids and you're doing all these things at some point, they'll come back to it. Or if they start yeah. to feel really bad right. or, exactly. you know, I think it's just teaching kids that connection with food and how you feel. Well, you know, and that's what most people don't understand. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Kelly. So I want to go back because I think that you have, de- you've, had the art of reinvention your whole life, but we all have from mother mm-hmm. to, you know, student to college, you know, we all do it transitionally through our lives every day. But I think you've taken some turns that have really like, you have to stop and go, okay, where do I go next from here? And you've done it beautifully. For example, I mean, transitioning from mod- how did you transition from modeling into mo- just mom motherhood? And how did that go hand in hand? Well, I had Ruby, and I still was modeling when Ruby was born, 1987. I, I modeled till can, I think my Can you address the white elephant? Because, you know, people are going to want to know. Wait, what did I do? In well, you know, the whole thing with Rod. and Yeah, how did yeah. you meet Rod, by the way? Oh, okay. So I was modeling, and I had been on covers of magazines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and um, Elite, I was with Elite, and Elite wanted to make, in conjunction with this director, wanted to make this film about Elite models. And... Um, what's it called? Not dumb looking. We're going to say dumb looking babies. Um, that would be me last portfolio. <laughs> portfolio. That's right. It's all again. That is all. But um, so I was the singer at the time. Okay, I forgot. I also had a band. Oh, gee, see, let's <laughs> explain where I was your modeling. Kids. Yeah. Well, but I'm not. They're better singers. Or at least Ruby definitely is like a better singer. My, my son Tyler is also singing. I'm gone fishing. Check him out, Ruby Stewart. Oh check him out. Um, but um. But anyway, so I was model. Okay, now I'm kind of jumping all around because I was modeling. I was successful, and I actually had just met Rod, so I'm kind of backtracking. But I'll tell you the singing thing. Um, I was singing on the set, and this this one of the guys that worked there said, "Oh, you you sing really well. Would you like to join my band?" Now I've been on covers of magazines and stuff, and I'm like, 
well, I don't know. I mean, he's like, yeah, we have a, we have a rehearsal tonight. We just lost our singer. You want to do it? And I'm like, I'll try. <laughs> I, said, I mean, why not? I don't know. I'll try. And there I was, the singer of the freaking band. I love that. Yeah, it was yeah. called Bam. I don't understand. It was <laughs> Cindy Lauper, and you know, and, and it was none of my songs. This guy wrote the songs, and one of them was "I Need a New Boyfriend," and it's the name of the song. And it and and Rod, of course, heard me sing it and thought it was hysterically cute. And it was like, "I need a new boyfriend. The old one is broken. I need a new boyfriend, and not just a token." something like that but anyway it was like very awesome yeah well it's not good it's funny that's why i sang it (laughs) (laughs) i need a new boyfriend the old one's broken seriously (laughs) but he used to think i was the cutest thing singing up there i don't know it's like okay and so he saw you perform so honestly to go back okay going back to that movie it's kind of all connects i became the singer i actually i had been with that band for a little bit before because when the band when they wanted to do the movie Everyone had a part. And my part was because I had already been a singer with this band I just told you about. I was going to be the model that turned into a singer. That was my deal. Okay. So anyway, long story short, Rod sees the the dailies through his his manager. The dailies are, you know, the film Mm -hmm. before they put it together. They're going to edit it and they're checking it out. So he comes with his manager because his manager knew Rob Gorelnik, who was the director, and he watches the dailies. He had broken up with um, Alana and he was separated and wanted to meet me. I mean, he saw me in there and wanted to meet me. So they may devise this plan that he's going to write songs for this movie and he has to meet me because I'm the singer of oh, the movie. Oh, and the smart. reason they're devising the plan is because I was dating a tree trimmer at the time. <laughs> I don't know. Rod Stewart, tree trimmer. Oh, and, awesome. and Rob knew don't that I was seeing this guy. Don't I mean, mess with like, a tree trimmer. Huh? Don't mess with a tree trimmer. And Paul Dr. T, he was the sweetest thing. He drove a Harley and he trimmed my trees. But I tell you, <laughs> my trees in okay. Pennsylvania. <laughs> we can take that a whole other no. way. I bet he trimmed I, your trees. <laughs> but it was in Pennsylvania at a house there. Anyway, long story short. So he, I was like talking about this guy. So we're like, okay, we got to like, how, how can we get her to meet him? And that's what they did. They devised this plan. And I was just I young know. enough. I was 23 to believe it and gullible. So they did, all of a sudden I'm supposed to meet Rod and he's coming in. Were you from, nervous? No, because I, I I had to go buy an album. Not buy. Go. I went to the record store. With, right. You know, right. Record stores really, yeah. To see what he looked like. I mean, I remember because I knew his. You know, Maggie Mae tonight's the night and all that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's right. Because I could remember he had sticky up hair and a big nose. That's all I could remember. Sticky up hair. And I like. I was like, he's kind of cute. Anyway, so so he was late. Picked me up. Uh, and we ended up talking with him and his manager and um, his manager's therapist or something. And he talked about how he had writer's block. It was the beginning. And, um, and then I found out the truth that he really just wanted to meet me. So I don't know. Aww. I mean, I thought he was so, you know, it, it, but he's so funny. I fell in love with him. In the beginning, it was more like, I'm supposed to meet him because I'm supposed right. to write right. songs, I guess. Or I don't know mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be doing, but it's, it's a business meeting. And then at the last minute, they told me the truth. And so. But then that was it. I, you that's got to make you feel good. Around. I mean, he was, huh? I said, that's got to make you feel good that this guy wants that went to that length to Well, yeah. A- I mean, he, but he then, anyway, so well, yeah, sorry. We'll, yeah. we'll go into that. We, we could talk all day about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, and then, that's not reinventing myself. No. Well, it, it is yeah. to a degree because out of that relationship, you have Ruby. 
that's who's true. Who's an amazing singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. She was with the sisterhood band and now she's doing her own stuff right now. So, and for her. so when you were together with Rod, mm-hmm. most people would assume that that would have helped elevate opportunities and, but for it Ruby? Did, no, for you, be, oh, but that was the exact yeah. opposite. Correct. Well, I had to end up leaving modeling because of it. Um, and were people upset about it? I mean, uh, well, what happened was, is, you know, I lived in New York and Manhattan, obviously. And um, that's where we, all the models are. And I had a very successful career and I was working every day. So now mm-hmm. I'm traveling right. with Rod on tour and now I'm not available. So it's like, well, let's just pick someone else. And the more unavailable, then you start losing your like cover girl. Right. Or right. JH collectible. Because they don't have to fly anyone back. Mm-hmm. So slowly it wasn't overnight but it was slowly you know and then I finally just moved to LA and then it was kind of that I think my last cover of Cosmo was maybe 89 a couple years after Ruby was born okay okay any regrets there of Rod or kind of leaving it behind and no you know I have to say even though regrets I could have made a lot more money right (laughs) right Um, and I would have had a longer career, I guess, to a certain extent. But no, you know, I, I, I'm not a regrets kind of person anyway. And maybe that's why it's easy for me to like, oh. To pivot know, and change. Let's and, yeah. Try this. Yeah. Right. I don't sit and go, even if a relationship didn't work out, you know, I had Ruby out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there were some great times, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not going to sit and, well, remember when he did that to me. No, I'm not going to do right. that. Well, and if you look back, like it's like each experience opened a new door, right? When you moved to LA, then you went to UCLA yeah. and then you did all the yeah. design. And is that how you met your husband is when you were doing all the interior design stuff? Um, yeah, I was doing interior design when I met Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. Kind of cool how it yeah. not because that. of interior design right. at all. But, just, but if you were still in New York. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. And I and I was ready going back to, you know, I kind of was ready to get out of New York. I didn't love living in Manhattan. I think it's all well, you're a Texas place. girl. Yeah, I'd like to see trees. I used to escape in the churches just to get peace and quiet, you know, because right. there's a lot going on. The time I was there, a lot of homeless stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So, but I, yeah. Anyway. So and <laughs> I noticed, I noticed, I saw a documentary mm-hmm. about face. Right. And that you were, they featured a lot of models from all the different generations. Right. And um, I, I was captivated by that. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's Kelly in there. And I, I saw you. What I did. What did I you do? You were in um, some of the photo shoots that they did. Oh, yeah. And But I wasn't sure if they'd interviewed all of you. They didn't they, feature I don't think everybody. I, I don't think I got interviewed for that. And the reason was, I know this sounds really vain. The guy, I think it was uh, this photographer that took pictures of all the models. And, Mo- and Molly Madden was my manager, and she's really close to, with Patty Hansen and, of course, me. And so we went, all the models went and took a picture, and you're supposed to take all your makeup off, and you're not supposed to smile. Mm-hmm. They were the most horrendous photographs ever. So off that, they made that film. So I'm they did the film on, filming of taking uh-huh. the pictures, mm-hmm. but we didn't allow our pictures, or Molly said, you cannot have these pictures. Everyone looks like. And they were, not only did... They blew them up to be like eight foot tall and had a big, huge, you know. A and how, how old yeah. were you at the time? Uh, well, this was 2012 that they yeah, made the documentary, so it would have been a little. Prior, I was in my fifties. Oh, jeez! Like no, no makeup, bueno, nothing. Yeah, and and they made you. They didn't want you to smile. I, smiling could have helped making yeah. you, you look like the most pissed off person in the world. Like, yeah, 
you know, yeah. and the lighting was over. So Molly saw because what Molly did, because she was our manager, she said, she'll take, they'll take the picture, but I want to see what it looks like before. And, but no one looked good in it. Right. Mm. And so they we backed out of that. Well, Kelly, that so brings up a good question. And I think this also has to do with the idea of reinvention is, you know, being kind of that supermodel. I, I mean, at an age when supermodels were just starting to have that moniker, right? It was just kind of an industry that was the modeling industry. But do you feel that pressure as, you know, now? Well, no, no, I mean, I think when you're modeling, you do. Well, well, what happens is that. But what as you, well, as you get older, I mean, I think all of us, as we hit milestones and age milestones and things start to change physically, mm-hmm. do you feel uh, a pressure that you have to live up to a certain? I think we all like right. want to look like okay when you leave the house. Oh, for sure. But I don't sit there and think, oh my gosh, I have to look like the model. I mean, I, I've been very athletic my whole life. It's I don't starve myself. I eat. I mean, I I'm saying eat healthy, but I also yeah. eat cookies and you know not a lot. But you know, I I have my your treats, my your treats, treats yeah. and, I, and then I feel like you know caca, and I try to be clean again. But it's more because how I feel, you know, right? And I like I don't count calories and stuff like that. But yeah, everyone wants to, I think everyone in the, in the world wants to feel okay and look mm-hmm. halfway decent. So I don't know. I just live in my own body. So I don't know. But I don't think of it as like, I'm a model. Maybe if I'm, because I'm just going to the grocery store. So maybe if I'm on display. If, if, like a photo. Uh, or No, or if I have to go to an event or something. Right. It's all, and they have, and I and have. there's Kelly Emberg and, yeah, you maybe, know. Maybe if it's focused on me, like I've done, again, some emceeing things that I never thought I'd do, you know, like for charities. And again, I did that because I was frightened to death of it. And I right. thought the only way to get around Past that it is to do it. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of challenge myself, but it's not well, like I love I was telling it. Shannon. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then you have to worry about what you look like then. Right. Yeah. She right. just, she just turned 50 and I'm 51 this year. And, um, I was telling, I was laughing. I go, it's like, it's like to some degree it's falling off a cliff. Like things yeah. happen. It's accelerated aging oh, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. like the 50 year cliff. And yeah. I was saying, you know, it's real. Yeah. What, what, well, what's really hard is, you know, when we go girls night and you go in a bar and like it, I have a lot of really pretty girlfriends too. Well, it's, you're gorgeous. Oh, you all are. Well, it was like moss to a flame. Can I buy you a drink? Can I buy you a drink? And then slowly, like the offers, slowly the offers start going in a different direction. Oh, and and it's, it is, I think it's psychologically really hard and you have mm-hmm. to get to the point where you're embracing, okay, there's only so much I, I'm going to take care of myself and I want to look good, but there's only so much I can do to change it. Yeah. And I can't even imagine yeah. being, you know, no, this, for being beautiful. And like every time I take fresh. a picture, I mean, like, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's got, but that's part of you reinventing your whole yeah, and yeah, I think I you're think an example. The importance, I guess, you know, maybe if I really wanted to be a model, I mean, mm-hmm. I had, you know, roommates that were just, oh, this is all I want to be. I mean, I was like, what, what am I doing? Right. I'm a model. I mean, I was well, totally the opposite. I was yeah. like, but I'm do, not did those girls make it though? Some, but most yeah. of them, funny enough, most of the ones that didn't care, because when you take it back then you had to be natural. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like now. And they really wanted you to run across the room and laugh and jump and not look at the camera and go, oh, huh. <laughs> you know, they wanted <laughs> you, you to be natural. They wanted you to be giggling and laughing and I didn't right. care. And I go, what? You want me to run across the room and jump? Okay. And then I'd laugh about it and they go, great. And I'm like, oh, that was good. I was good. <laughs> yeah. well, I think you're, well, and I, you've had so many roles too, right? You think about that. Like you, you did modeling, but you also 
um, did all the other things. So I think you don't define yourself as no. It's for sure it was model. Well, right? I was so happy when I went to school for, my, for interior design, and I always the funny thing is I didn't realize I wanted to be an interior designer. But my mother sent me, you know, at on eighth grade or sorry, twelfth grade. You're senior, you're supposed to write, you know, what you want to be. And so she sent me some stuff like in a box and I opened it up and said, I wanted to be an interior designer oh, after wow. I had already gone back to school for interior design. Oh, wow. But also when I moved to, uh, I moved down to 303 Mercer uh, when I was modeling, that was the first place I actually purchased. Um, I was right by NYU and I tried to take interior design classes back then. And that's when I was like 20. Yeah. So when I finally went to school, it was so exciting. I was like, couldn't wait. I would stay up to three in the morning doing doing all my projects. You know, I would, I would have a you know open notebook test. I had a hundred. I put custom tabs because you know you hundred million tabs like yeah. You know, they show a picture and you have to write about it. And anyway, it was hysterical. Um, but I loved school. You had a question, Lise, right? That you want to ask her. Well, this is like not really a reinvention question, but I just want to know who some of your closest model friends were when you were in the industry. And I, I then know, you've carried, you, who you've carried on with through the years, like who have you stayed close oh, with? Um, well, Kim Alexis, um, mm-hmm. really good friend. Kelly she was the sales. I remember. Yeah. She, Kelly, she, uh, Nancy Donahue, really good friend. Uh, she was a lot of, did a lot of um, Mademoiselle uh, covers and stuff like that. Uh, as, as may we were kind of close Beverly Johnson she was a little older but I've she was on my show mm-hmm. um uh, but really you know it was funny Nancy and Kim were my closest buddies um Sheila Johnson you probably I don't know if you remember her but I worked with you know Christy Brinkley and you know Cheryl Teagues and all uh, those are the old Patty Hansen right and they were all before me um I'm trying to think who else but those are the ones I keep in touch with pretty much those right two. And I yeah, love, and I don't, I, you didn't really tell this part of the story, but I do love this, how um, it just kind of speaks to your, just go for it kind of thought processes of um, not really wanting to be a model and then going for I, where you um, got the British cover of Vogue oh, yeah. right away. <clears throat> and it was just, I think a lot of it speaks to, can you tell a little bit about that? Yeah. So, okay. So. First of all, I didn't want to be a model. I was so excited about going to University of um, or UT, University of Texas in Austin. And um, it was the summer that I was supposed to go, the, the summer of my senior year. And then my mother, well, John Casablancas came out and was looking for models. It was the second year they were open, Elite was open. And he said, come to New York and I'll pay for your, your flight there and your room there. And if you work, you pay me back. If not, you go home with a two-week free vacation. So I, you know, I told my mom, I didn't even want to have this meeting with John because mm-hmm. I'm not going. And so on the way, we, he was in some motel. So on the way down, we had this little elevator and uh, funny story on the way up to go meet him. I said, mom, I'm not going to New York. And she said, shut up and just listen to what you have to say. Because you know, <laughs> I was a teenager, As right? any mom should. <laughs> you know, yeah. mom should. Anyway, so, um, so we go in and the whole time when I was having the conversation with John, he was telling me that what he was going to do. He'd say, oh, would you like to go to be a model in New York? And I'd look at him and I'd look at my mom and my mother would go, we're not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this triangle of a conversation. Anyway, so now we're on the way down. And I said, mom, I'm not going to New York. She says, oh, my gosh, this is like a chance of a lifetime. I, I can't believe you're not going to. 
I said, I just, I want to go to college. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a model. She goes, I said, if you go with me, I'll go. She goes, okay, I'll go. Of course, she wanted to be a model. I didn't tell you that. Right. Yeah. Well, I read that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. She was the one that wanted to be the model. So she's like, yeah, I'll go. Aww, <laughs> so cute. there we go. First time I'm on a plane, we go to Manhattan and we move into the Blackstone Hotel and it was like derelict kind of like, you know, it was old fifties, you know, stained carpet and just everything. The tile was falling off the bathroom wall. And anyway, my mom called me crying. We didn't have a lot of money. I'd saved money from my little modeling I did for a car. But so she's crying in the phone saying, I can't stay here. It's too disgusting. So anyway, we end up at the Plaza Hotel with the money oh, I saved wow. for my car. But so anyway, the, the I'm there, right? We were the, both there. And in the first, I'm only there a week and I went on go sees. My mother went to every go see and mm-hmm. agency called me and said, you can't take your mother. I said, okay, I'm sorry, but I can't go on the go sees then. And they go, okay, you can take your mom. Anyway, so I took my mom. She met everybody. And after the first week, I, I got a, I booked a trip to Tucson, Arizona for British Vogue with Alex Chatelain. And I went, I was the only girl. I didn't know what to expect. And because I was from Texas, they thought I rode horses and all kinds of stuff. I never rode a horse. I didn't even have a cowboy. <laughs> and here they booked me for this because I was a Texan. Anyway, so, um, and they wanted kind of a Texan look for this thing. And I got the cover and all the editorial. I didn't know, you know. Yeah. Wow. They just shot pictures. And next thing you know, I'm on the cover. And then I went back. And I didn't think I'd get any of this, by the way. I was like in shock. You were just like, what? And I did. Yeah. yeah. And I shot, the next thing I shot was a try, cover try, they call them. And a lot of people shoot for them with Patrick Demarchi for um, Mademoiselle. And I didn't think I was going to get that. And that was the December issue, I remember. And then, because you don't even know until the day almost it comes out. And then I got the cover of that. So then I, I was like, Mom, I really want to come home. She goes, you're kind of making some money and doing some things. <laughs> you want to stay home. Yeah. Just the summer, just the summer. So, yeah. And then just the first year, this is the first year, just, anyway, I just stayed there. And you just ended up staying. And did mom end up going back to Texas? Oh, after the first week, because she was supposed to be there for two weeks, but I had to get on a plane to go to Arizona. Okay, okay. So she was only there one week. Oh. You know, looking at moving into 2021, and you've obviously gotten out of your comfort zone many times, Mm -hmm. and you've done a lot of different things. So what would your advice be to people who are listening just about getting out of your comfort zone and I think you just realize you could do anything you want and pick something that you love. Yeah. You know that, I mean, if, pick something that makes you excited because anything that you're excited about and makes you want to jump out of bed, you're going to do a great job at it. I don't care. Even if you're a novice at whatever it is, you can learn just like, you know, what you guys are doing this. I did that podcast it actually was a pretty good podcast. Um, you know, and then also it might run its course and you could start and do something else. Right. You know, so I just think, do it just like the Nike ad. Yeah. Awesome. It. Just do it. Okay. So this is, I mean, I feel like we could go on for like two hours. I know. So sure. next time we're doing this, it's going to be with really good wine or. I know. But the funny thing is, is I'm so glad there's no wine right now because I've decided I, I drank so much. <laughs> I'm like, I am drying out. I'm right. Like, right. I'm like three days sober. I, right thought, I, I thought about bringing champagne. Um, so, so I want to end on this. Um, and we have this little recurring bit that's called Lowe's lightning round because everyone calls me Lowe. And, um, so I'm going to give you questions for people that, what is this, is this the bet thing? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, no, it's question 10. It's question. 10. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going oh, to fire off some questions to give people an idea of a Kelly Emberg that they might not otherwise ever get. Okay. You don't want to answer the question. <laughs> give me the finger. <laughs> 
Is Say it a pass. one word thing or is it a, an no, answer? No, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be one word. Some of it's, some First of thing it's tough. comes to your mind. Okay. Right. Yeah, just, just natural organic. I'm going to pretend I'm Organic, just now. like the, the, the garden. The yeah. Okay. What is your theme song? Oh, I'm so bad at song. Um, you know what I love is uh, Julie Andrews and the sound of music. And I love, you know, oh, Are confidence. About- I have confidence in sunshine. Mm, there we go. I have confidence in rain. Okay, back to Julie Andrews. Are oh you talking about? Oh, my God, I love that. Sound drops in. No, but no, confidence in that. Yeah, that, okay, got that movie, but the confidence. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Do that song? I have confidence that spring will come again. Okay, to- yeah. And the other, well, anyway, go ahead. Okay. Two, if you had to move to Sesame Street, mm. who would you want as your neighbor? Probably the Grouch. No, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Cookie Monster for Cookie sure. Cookie Monster. Yeah. I'd get him to eat better stuff, though. You would. <laughs> See, you would, you would, you would reinvent Cookie Monster. I would. There'd be gluten-free for sure. Yeah. Okay. Not GMO. Yell out the first word that comes to your mind right now. Hi. <laughs> All right. We can go different directions. But we need, what, what was the doctor's name again? Get off. We need Sorry, get off. Dr. Get off, because he's amazing. Oh, he is amazing. That, he wants an He'll never he's listen. Okay. Go find him. Yeah. Um, what is something you've done that no one would expect? Oh, something I've done that no one would expect. Well, I'm trying to invent new things now. I don't want to go on Shark Tank, though. Okay. But um, what have I done? So you're become, you've become an inventor? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like I've that. got a couple inventions right now. But I don't know if that's, you wouldn't expect that or not. I, but I don't know if they'll do any good. But I've, I've got two that I'm not excited about. Okay, but I'm kind of excited That's about. a whole other podcast. That's right? awesome. It that is awesome. You've got to reinvent yourself over and over. Over and yeah, over. Put something in the back. God knows where to go. But I get, ah, what else? I can't think of, there's, there's more stuff, but I can't think of something. Okay. I kind of like that, that you've become an inventor. Cool. You wear a, like a white coat and <laughs> goggles. Oh, or... <laughs> that's a good idea. I got a sewing machine. Oh, goodness. Okay. Oh, that's it too. I sew now. You sew. Okay. I taught myself that's to cool. sew. See, another thing. Yeah. Because of my invention, I had to learn to sew because <laughs> it was too expensive to have other people do it. Well, so I made just it myself. Tell, just it. tell the listeners the invention. No, 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 no it's, it's a secret. Okay, we're it's not ready. Secret. One has to do with a dog and the other one has to do with snoring. Oh, oh, oh my God! When you when you solve that one, I'm your first. We will be promoting. I can't solve the problem of the person, but I can help the person that has to be in the bed. I'm your the person that's normal. I'm your oh, beta. There you go. Okay, if you could live in any sitcom, what would it be? Oh, these are good questions. I don't. Okay, the new ones that I've been watching that I uh, now. I could say shit's creek. Oh yes. Kind of funny. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was thinking that. You want to live in the little motel? No, there, but, but it's funny. I want to but the personality. Yeah. They're yeah. fun yeah. to hang, hang out, out with people. Okay. If a movie was made of your life, what actress would you want to play you? I don't watch that. I could um I could I see um what's the gal's yeah. name who played um, Tanya movie. Harding. Um because you don't like Tony Hardy. No, no, she's beautiful. She's blonde, and she played. Um, oh gosh, I can't think. Robbie. Mar- oh, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. I oh yeah, Margot I could Robbie. see that. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's kind of cute. I like her. Yeah. Oh, she's she funny too, right? She's yeah. Funny. She's funny. I like funny people. Okay, if you had to wear a shirt with one word on it for a year. For a year. For a year. This is your shirt, and you, it has one word. What would your one oh, word I be? Go with love. I knew it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> could say peace, too. Okay. So um, this is where we get to the pickleball 
Uh-oh. Is this number 10 yet? This is 10. I kind of skipped a few, okay. but... Um, I, I, does your, do your listeners know what's happening here? No, they don't know. No one ever knows we what I'm doing. We don't Sabotage even know. I know. <laughs> um, favorite Rod Stewart song. Oh. And he's got so many. It's really tough. I went you through it. I, and I don't think he wrote it. I like First Cut is the Deepest. I like that song. And Maggie May is, of course, better tonight's night. But I used to love him doing... Uh, First cut is the deepest, baby. And that was off. Okay, never mind. He sings it much better than me. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a good. That was good. good. Okay, so I was kind of hoping this would be the song, but I knew it wouldn't. Do you know what song? Nice night. No, Maggie May. No. Infatuation. You have, wrote about me. I was just gonna say, do you have a song written about you? Well, when we met, he wrote Infatuation. Yeah. Okay. And he said it was. And I'm in. Some guys have all the luck. I sing. Yeah. Some guys have all. Wait, I can't remember what I sing. Some guys. Is it some guys have all? No, I didn't sing. All right, I can't remember, but I sang one of the songs. Really, I like that. You can't tell it's me. You oh, can't. now I'm in. I'm in the background. Okay, so here's the deal. I've seen your videos with you and Ruby doing carpool karaoke. Oh yeah, that's funny. And I have carpool karaoke envy. Oh really? And so I, you know, in the spirit of reinvention and 2021. We want to do a little podcast oh, right chair karaoke with you, oh, okay. but it's got to be to this song. Okay, what song? Oh, is it? What do you think? What song is it? I'm playing it right I now. Probably, I probably would do that. Okay, but so that might be more. I mean, I was either five dollars or this. So what should I do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I'll take the five. Come on. Do we have the words? Get the, uh, no, no, you you don't know the words. Wait, you're not doing it with me. I'm doing it with you. But you got the words. I don't know the words. I don't know the words. Don't you want my body? thinking if you want my body and you think I'm sexy, come on, sugar, let me know. If you really need me, just reach out and touch me. Come on, sugar, let me know. Kelly, you have been awesome. This was so much better than I even thought. Thank you so, so much. And pickleball was awesome too. All right. Thank you everyone for joining us today. And we hope that Kelly's art of reinvention inspires you to try something new. And check us out on Instagram at she's a 10 times five, where you can learn more about us and our upcoming episodes. And also give us feedback. We truly, truly want your feedback on what topics you'd like us to cover, what guests you encourage us to invite on, and anything else underneath the sun. We want to hear from you. Now go be a 10.